The car is bad, we know. Please drive it. Holy shit. Hi, and welcome to F Everything. And we are at the last episode of the Driver Deep Dives today. We have Red Bull, Checo, Sergio Perez, and Max Verstappen. I cannot believe we made it all the way through the driver deep dives in this offseason where we recap or rather dive into each of the drivers of each team in reverse grid order. I have honestly learned so much and had a ton of fun and that is why I was doing this primarily for my own deeper education so that we could go into the season. I say we, I mean all of us listening together, not me and my 17 personalities, kidding. Um, can understand a little bit more about the drivers as we head into 2024. And as I'm saying this, it is, I'm talking to the future because I'm recording this ahead of time because I'm going to Australia, which is very exciting. And I've been saying to anyone that will listen that I'm going to Australia. So I'll say it to the ether as well now. So as is when this is posted, we have just days until F1 is back, until we hear those engines rev. I am so pumped and I cannot wait because I'm actually going to be watching the first race live in Manhattan with a bunch of other content creators um, and it's going to be really, really fun. So I'm really excited. This is my first season of just being like completely surrounded by this community and I'm really, really excited for it. So I can't wait. And if anything exciting has broke in the news, I had said this in a previous episode, but I won't be able to cover it. I'm living in the past or talking to the future, which is <laughs> funny, but that, I guess, let me give a little reaction of mine just to keep in your back pocket in case something crazy broke out in the news. <clears throat> okay, here goes. Wow. Oh my God, that's insane. We don't have any information, so I'm going to react to this in this tone and we'll see what happens. Cool. We can all just use that to get us through the next couple of days until I get to actually react to whatever it is that broke. Because I guarantee you, it's something about Christian Horner. And so, okay, how about this? I'm going to live in the past and talk to the future again. So as I'm recording, Christian Horner has been accused of something, allegedly. We're really not sure what it is, but most of the stuff that came out is insinuating that he sent inappropriate messages to a female employee. So I'm going to predict the future. I think that there is going to be text proof and he is still not going to step down. It's going to be a whole big freaking thing. I'm, again, speculating, predicting the future. So let's see how accurate I was or all of it just completely goes away. So there we have two options. Okay, so take all of that future prediction and use that for whenever this news breaks and just replay it back and we'll see how accurate I was. Okay, without further ado, I say that a lot. Without further ado, let's dive into our Red Bull drivers, Sergio Orcheco, nickname Perez, and Max Verstappen. Okay, actually, I have to interrupt myself again. I'm really going back and forth in time during this episode, so apologies unless it's entertaining, in which case no apologies. I just had my first true podcaster moment where my program just completely shut down, quit on me, and I thought I lost everything. And I remember saying to myself when I first started the podcast, which was literally like a minute ago, but I remember thinking, I know that this will happen to me at some point and I'm going to cry, but luckily my program saved everything. Close call, but I just had to share that because it was my first like milestone moment and I'm sure there will be a moment where nothing is saved and I'm going to have to start over, but that's okay. 
So I'm diligently saving after every single edit I make because I edit in real time, which may or may not be the right move, but I found that it works for me. So just wanted to share that. And now we can move on to talk about Checo and Max. And we are going to start with Checo. So Checo is Sergio Perez. Checo is his nickname, and that's typically what people refer to him as. He is Mexican. He is 33 years old. His driver number is 11. His debut year was in 2011. So driver 11 started in 2011. He has six wins and 35 podiums. So pretty great driver. I think personally that he is overshadowed by Max at the moment, which is not a shocking piece of news. But yeah, he's a super popular driver and is is really, really talented. Interesting fun fact, he won his first race ever in 2020. And he started driving, well, started Formula One in 2011. So almost 10 years after he started in F1, he got his first win, which I think is really, really cool because it took that long, but then he secured six in total. So in the past, what, almost four years. Yeah, wow. Okay, pretty cool. Learning on the fly here. So he won twice last year, which is generally impressive. Um, And especially if you listen to the last episode where I suddenly discovered all of the winners from last season and read them because, you know, no one knew, knew who won. That's obviously sarcasm. It was Max almost every single race. But I just, for some reason, I thought it was funny. Anyway, it went Max Checo, Max Checo, the first four. So he won twice in the beginning of the season, which is is great. And that's a lot of wins for per season, I think, anyway. So his past looks a little bit like this. He was at Sauber, then McLaren, then Force India, which later becomes Racing Point. So when he started with Sauber, he was there until 2013, so 2011 to 2013. And then in 2013, he goes to McLaren. He did one year there and then is replaced by K-Mag and then got a seat at Force India, which became Racing Point in 2019. So Checo was there for seven years. He was with Racing Point, Force India, whatever you want to call it, for seven years. And then it was announced that he would be replaced by Sebastian Vettel and the team was going to become Aston Martin, which is the team currently. I have an episode where I talk about all of the team name changes and also a post on Instagram. It's That was one of the most surprising things to me becoming more into the sport was how often they change team names and it's also covered on Drive to Survive. So just mentioning that in case people aren't familiar. So Checo won in 2020 and that secured him the seat for Red Bull, meaning you know he really performed that season and then got the seat at Red Bull in 2020. I was talking about this with my fiance and he essentially was saying that Checo needed to secure his job and that win, you know, got him the job. He was almost out of a job. I mean, that's a subjective take, but it seems to check out, check out Checo. (laughs) Haha, funny. Oh my God. Okay, so he's been at Red Bull since 2021 and his contract is up at the end of this season. So we will see where he ends up going, if anywhere. I personally can see him retiring. I think that he is very talented, as I said in the beginning, but being Max Verstappen's teammate where they make no secret that they favor him because of his wins, which is fair, uh, he just seems frustrated. There is so many instances of him just 
saying, oh, it's so unfair, but, you know, what are you going to do? And it's kind of, it's honestly just kind of sad at this point. Like, when he's deprioritized, he's just seems defeated to me. Again, personal take on the situation, but I, I don't know. I can see him retiring. He also, I, I know it's it's personal family, like, you can do both, but he has four kids and is married, and he is only, I think there's only three drivers that have children, and the other two have one or two, and he has four, which, again, my opinion, but that's just a lot of kids, and, you know, he, I'm sure his family means the world to him, so I can totally see him taking a step back. I, I don't know if it'll be 2025 that this happens, but I, it, you could tell when a driver's, like, nearing the end of, of going towards retirement, which is funny because it really has nothing to do with age. Both Lewis Hamilton and uh, Fernando Alonso, whose ages... Uh, Fernando Alonso, I never remember his age. It, he could literally be 65 for all I, I know. They are both far older than Checo, but I, re I don't see them retiring anytime soon. So it's really just the vibe that the driver is exuding. And again, my opinion that Checo is nearing retirement at, at some point in the future. Well, obviously, but some point in the near future. Okay, so a couple more things about Checo. Um, he is understandably a huge deal in Mexico. It's his home country. There are... It, there's so much that revolves around Checo during the his home race weekend. It is insane. Again, covered on Drive to Survive. Just he is, I don't want to say a god, but it seem, they portray it as if he is a god there, which is awesome. I, we love to see the loyalty from Mexican people. Excited. He is, you know, such a great driver, and it's re, it's really nice to see. So he's a huge deal there and, and in other places, I'm sure. Um, and in terms of his personality, I talked about he's super shy as compared to other drivers on the grid. And, and again, he is sometimes deprioritized on his team, which is, is a little disappointing, but seems like a really, really cool guy. He does like a really funny Australian accent and they all make fun of it. I like if they say like, who does the worst accents on the grid, it's always Checo. So it's just really funny to me. He has a strong accent himself. So, like, when speaking English, so I can see his mimicking of accents being funny, but I've heard it. It's actually hysterical. And then one interesting thing to me is there's this whole storyline on Drive to Survive with him hating Ocon because they were teammates, and it is just such a dramatic storyline, but it's funny because I never think about it now. They just never interact, and they wouldn't need to. They're on completely separate teams. I personally don't think are in like the same class of driver at the moment, but I, I don't know. It's such a dramatic storyline and then it just kind of like isn't ever talked about again. So if you do go back and watch that, I just take note of that. It's it's interesting to me. Not that I want to end on that note with Checo, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I think that they could have done a different storyline for him. He's a really great driver, awesome, super well-known, so I think justice for Checo, personally. I would love to see him do, like, one or two. I know I just said he's going to head towards retirement. If he doesn't retire in 25, I would love to see him do one or two more years where he could end on, like, one more win. I, I just, I want that for him. I think we all do. Okay, and on that positive note, let's move on to Max Verstappen. Three-time world champion, current reigning champion, number one, literally driver number one. We'll talk about that. Actually, I learned some things about that. So each driver can pick their own number. And Max was racing originally with the number 33. When a driver wins 
the world championship. They are given the option to change to number one. And they can use it for the next year following. And as long as they hold the championship title. Max took it. Sebastian Vettel did back when he was a champion. But the reason that I think a lot of people don't know this is because Lewis Hamilton, who was the reigning champion for seven years or seven seven championships, never took it. He kept his number 44, which has special meaning to him. I didn't mention that in his episode, but it's something to do with his parents. I, I can't find it specifically, but it has meaning to him. So Max did change his number to number one. His former number was 33. So that's how the driver number one number works. Backtracking to Max and his name at the very basis of him, I don't know if this is a Dutch thing, but there's a name Maximilian, and then there's a name Max, which is typically a nickname for Maximilian. And Maximilian, I've only seen spelled as an American, M-A-X, and then I, and then it's one word. But Max's middle name, separate name from the name Max, is Emilian, starting with E. It might be a European thing that Americans adopted into another name, so that's possible, and I don't want to sound ignorant, but that was wild to me because I was expecting his either full name to be Max Emilian I, one word, or just Max. And his name is Max, first name, Emilian, E-M-I-L-I-A-N, middle name, Verstappen. So funny to me. That's very clever. If it isn't a thing, if it is a thing, I don't mean to be ignorant and I'm sorry that it's, that's how they use that name there. I also may be the only one that's mind blown by this and I just spent, what, several seconds talking about it on the podcast, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want. So let me know if anyone else thinks that's crazy because I think it's crazy. So Max is Dutch and Belgian. He competes as Dutch. He has said he feels more Dutch having grown up there. He grew up primarily in the Netherlands, and he does acknowledge that he was born in Belgium and he has both cultures, but he feels we're Dutch, so that's what he drives under. He is 26 and is trilingual. He speaks English, Dutch, and German, which most of Europeans, especially these drivers, speak multiple languages, so that's that's awesome. His father is a former F1 driver. His mother actually competed in karting, and his cousin was in NASCAR, which is more specific to North America, but interesting. He has 54 wins and 98 podiums, and we will talk about how he got onto the team he is now, which is my favorite fun fact of probably any driver. So take that as heavily as I intended it to be. His first year in F1 was at Toro Rosso, and in the Ferrari episode from last week, two weeks ago, one of these weeks, I mentioned he was there with Carlos Sainz as a teammate. And did you really think I was going to get through one of one, just one singular episode without talking about Carlos Sainz? You are always going to be wrong if you think that. So just FYI, Carlos Sainz. He was with Carlos Sainz when he was at Toro Rosso. So Max raced with Toro Rosso in the 2015 season. He started at Toro Rosso in the 2016 season. In May of the 2016 season, he went to Red Bull and replaced Daniel Kvyat, who went to Toro Rosso. And this happened for the Spanish Grand Prix. Max goes on to win that race, which was his first ever win. So to recap, Max starts the season 
in, at Toro Rosso, which is the junior team for Red Bull. Daniel Kvyat was at Red Bull, which is the senior team of the two. For the Belgian Grand Prix in 2016, he takes Daniel Kvyat's seat and they swap places. So Daniel Kvyat, I hope I'm saying his name right, by the way, was demoted into Toro Rosso. Sounds really rough, but it that's the case. So they essentially, in the middle of the season, which happens but isn't the most common thing ever, promote Max into someone else's seat, a season driver. And during that first race, he wins his first win ever after he was promoted at Red Bull and Daniel Kvyat was demoted. Okay, with that information... I think most of you know where I'm going. And to fully get there, switching gears to Max's personal life. If you've lived under a rock and you're not aware, Max is dating Kelly Piquet, who happens to be the daughter of a three-time F1 champion, Nelson Piquet. Max and Kelly have been dating since 2020. And this is important. Remember, Max and Kelly have been dating since 2020. So we all remember, as I just said, in 2016, Max essentially takes Daniel Kvyat's seat at Red Bull. It wasn't Max's decision, but he takes a seat. So whether or not you would feel some type of way about that, I'll leave up to the discretion of everyone's personality. But if it were me, I'd be a little upset about that. Like if I was Daniel, I would be upset that I got booted out of my seat for this young kid. And then in that first race, he, Max, wins the race, so you know you're not getting your seat back anytime soon. So it's just a kick in the nuts, honestly. Like, no matter which way you want to swing it, that is the truth. Now, let's journey into Danielle's personal life. So around this time, Max takes Danielle's seat, and Danielle starts dating none other than Kelly PK. And they are together from, I guess, 27, it says 2017, so let's assume they met in sometime in 2016. I don't know. They are together from officially 2017. And in 2019, Kelly gets pregnant and they have a daughter together. In 2020, so their daughter's just born, Kelly and Danielle break up and she starts dating, remember I said 2020, Max Verstappen. I know at a surface level, someone would say, oh yeah, we know this. Can we just like Take a second and think about how fucking crazy that is. So you get booted out of your seat for someone that's way better than you. Again, no matter how good of a person you are, that's an ego blow. Then your girlfriend, who you just had a kid with, leaves you for said guy. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, she didn't leave him. Like, they broke up and then they met and they got back together. No, like, I'm sorry. There's gotta be some overlap. That time frame is so far condensed that there there has to be. And the coincidence with all of that is just crazy. And they just had a kid. So it was, it's just the whole thing to me is sus and just a wild story. And if I were Danielle, I would be like, really? Like, seriously? Again, I, we don't know. These are like celebrities. I, I get it. But like, it's just so freaking crazy to me, like that the whole thing went down and I I can't handle it. Like, I knew that he was dating Kelly PK and that Kelly was with another F1 driver, but I actually really just did not know 
that Max took his seat. I had no idea. This is all happening before I got super into it. And I think pe- this is well known, like people know this, but I'm telling it as if it's not because I think we all need to reground in that that is a banana land story. Like that's crazy. They are still together. Max and Kelly are still together. Kelly is 10 years older than him, nine or 10. I found a quote that in 2016, when they met, so by the way, she's admitting they met in 2016 when Max did take Danielle's seat, just saying. She said something magical happened that night when she met Max. They were at dinner with her brother, who is friends with Max. At the time, this this is a fact, she was 28 and he was 19 years old. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say that, that that's the case. And that is a personal thing. Like, I don't want to sit here and bash, like, women that are older that have younger husbands or younger boyfriends. Personally, me, I have, I would have nothing in common. I'm about Kelly's age. She's, like, 35. I'm 30. I'll be 32 next week. Um, Or when you're listening to this, I will be 32. So that would be, like, me dating a 22-year-old man. And I just, like, don't think we would have anything in common now granted Max has had to grow up he's in the spotlight he's a professional driver so and I don't know him as a person maybe he's super mature but even like the Priyanka Chopra thing just to go completely off topic she is 10 years older than Nick Jonas again both celebrities maybe the guy had to in the scenarios of these situations the guy had to grow up faster but when you compare a 35 or in Priyanka Chopra's case 45-ish I think she's a little younger than that woman with a man that is 10 years her junior like I just mind boggle that it works and I think that that's great for those people I just for like as a really impartial irrelevant third party that would never work for me and then digging into this even deeper both Kelly and Max have been vocal about wanting children together or just in general. Like he wants kids, she wants kids. And I don't know when this is all happening. Again, not to put social pressure on the woman that she needs to have kids immediately, but it just seems like they've been together for a while. And one of my predictions for this off season was that they would get engaged. And honestly, who knows even if the public would know if they did or even if they got married. Like Max is decently private. Kelly is not, though. So I did expect if they were to get engaged, it would be, like, publicly announced. They did not, I don't think. But I sense that happening soon, just based on the fact that they are happy together and they're going to probably want a family. And like I said, Kelly is pretty vocal, just generally speaking, as a person. She, in 2022, said about her and Max... I think we have a very healthy relationship, easygoing. We have a lot of understanding and support for each other. You would think the age difference would be a challenge, but so far things are going really well. I really appreciate how he treats Penelope, and Penelope is her daughter. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just in shock, and this will probably be the longest Driver Deep Dive episode, not because it's the last one in the series, but because I could talk about this topic forever. And I'm fully aware that I could have spent the equivalent amount of time talking about Max Verstappen and how accomplished he is and how amazing he is. And all of those things are true. It's just we all know because it's all out there and he's had such a high focus on him this past season. So I wanted to share what I think is most mind-blowing about his start and his personal life because I think it's crazy. And it doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just a wild story. 
Okay, so I'm going to cap it there when it comes to Max. (laughs) And I'm going to exit the part of the podcast where I rant about something I am fascinated by or feel passionate about, which is celebrity gossip. And I hope everyone enjoyed my first big, like, rant. And I know what you're thinking. That was the first one. I've heard so many. No, that was probably the first big one. But it truly would not be F everything without this commentary. So I just want to say on a very, very serious note that I appreciate every single one of you that's been following along this off season in these driver deep dives and, and even in the very beginning of the couple episodes. Literally going back just a couple weeks ago, I had zero subscribers. I had literally just myself listening and I've been so excited to see the amount of people that are really interested and I think having like the shorter episodes of of digestible content helps but I really really appreciate it and I mean that sincerely. This particular episode is a little bit longer but I'm going to try to keep them as concise as they've been so far when we start the 2024 season which kicks off in just days. I'm so excited and I hope you all are too. So thank you again for listening. We will be back with official season one of this podcast, which will be season 2024 of Formula One. And we will talk all about race weekend and we'll play with the format a little bit. might be a little different. We'll have to see how things go. Bear with me. But until the first race of the season, stay fast, friends. Peace, you boys uh, and girls. And uh, I love you all. See you soon.